Welcome to the Beautiful Entrepreneurs Podcast, the show for women entrepreneurs who are ready to make more money and take their business to the next level. I am your business coach, Courtney Gray, and each week I'm going to be teaching you the tools I have learned over the past 18 years growing my jewelry business to consecutive $250,000 years from my garage while raising three boys. Let's get started. You are listening to the Beautiful Entrepreneurs Podcast with Courtney Gray, episode number two. Today, I'm excited to talk to you about my story, my beautiful entrepreneurial journey, and about being the CEO of your mind. What does that mean? When I was thinking about sharing my story, I was also thinking about why I have been so successful. And I believe the number one reason I've created a successful business and life is because I have become the CEO of my mind. And I work at being the CEO of my mind every single day. What does this mean? Being the CEO of your mind means taking ownership of your thoughts, intentionally creating your belief systems, and deciding how you want to think about things. Now, I'm going to talk more about this in a moment, but let me share my story. So I want to give you some background about me, how I got here, helping women entrepreneurs grow their businesses, make more money, and enjoy their lives at the same time. So I'm going back, not to my childhood, but um, right to after I had babies. I had twin boys, and all I wanted to do was be home with them. And it was wonderful and magical in every way. We were surprised and thrilled to find out we were having twins. Twins do run in my family, but other than this, that it's genetically in my family, I was pretty young and it was my first pregnancy to naturally have twins. That's kind of rare. I'm also a twin. Shout out to my twin sister, Kelly. We are identical. She is gorgeous, by the way. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It really is funny. My husband always rolls his eyes when I say that. So anyways, I am an identical twin. So I had fraternal twin boys and fraternal twins do run in my family. Um, They were huge babies. They were good sleepers. They were good eaters. We were really lucky and I was really happy. And the plan my husband and I decided on was that he was going to be the breadwinner and I was going to take care of the kids. And we were both so on board for this plan. You know, I will say not everyone loves the baby stage. I loved it. I love all the stages, but like five years old and under is my jam. So while these twin babies slept, um, I created fused glass art. So I had taken two fused glass classes when I was in college, and I had so much fun creating platters and bowls and nightlights. And for those of you who are thinking, what is she saying? Glass, what's happening? Fused glass. So it's melted glass. A lot of people understand what like stained glass is. That's when you, it's, you see, think of like um, old church windows. Um, and that is an art form where you cut the glass when it is room temperature and set it in between metal to create, you know, lamps or windows, whatever. Then there's a lot of people understand blown glass. And I always think of blown glass, like what you see happening, like in Venice, Italy, or when you go to Disneyland and you go in one of those like old like shops and they're like making, they have like the torch and they're making like a unicorn. (laughs) I don't know why that is what I'm going, but that's what most people think of, I think. And so fused glass is kind of in between that. Fused glass is I take big sheets of glass that are room temperature. I cut them down, layer them and grind them with a grinder into different shapes. And then I melt them in the kiln. And a kiln is basically a big oven. And so um, I make, um, in the beginning, I made bowls and platters and nightlights. And now I make only jewelry. 
So while my kids slept, I created fuse glass art. And at that point, I was really just doing it for fun. I didn't really think it was going to be a business. I had a kiln and I just was enjoying myself. And I considered um, that we would have wedding gifts to give to our friends and family for the rest of our lives. Um, So I ended up with this large collection and it was just sitting in my house. Um, So when the boys were a few months old, I went to our local florist and gift shop. The women that worked in there, I was becoming friends with. They were just lovely. So I asked them if they would be interested in buying some of my work to sell in their store. At this point, I didn't even know what wholesale meant. I literally had no clue what I was doing. I did have everything priced, but I had no idea what profit margin meant. I had no business plan, no business name. Um, They bought almost everything I had. And in fact, they said, do you have more? And I said, yeah, I do have more. And so they said, go home and get all of it. And they looked over all of it and they bought almost everything that I had. And I was beside myself. This all happened on a whim, but it was a really pivotal point in my life because I had my first thought of bringing in money to my family while being a stay-at-home mom. The thought had never occurred to me actually before that, um, that I could make money and be a stay-at-home mom. I was so excited with the thought, what if I could make $200 a month? And I know that that sounds probably crazy to you now. And now looking back, I think it sounds so silly, but it was such a big deal to me. And I remember one of our bills was 200. It was like Comcast or something. And I remember thinking, oh my God. I can be home with these babies and I can pay our cable bill or whatever um, it was. I had no idea how. I had no idea if the store would be able to sell my work to their customers. I had no idea if more stores would want to buy my work, but I was just excited with the potential of all of it. And so this was about 17 or 18, 18 years ago. And, um, it's been an amazing journey. The reason I named this podcast, the beautiful entrepreneurs podcast is because I really do believe that being an entrepreneur is a beautiful thing. What an honor it is, what a privilege it is. And for me to be able to make money from home, do something I love while raising my kids is everything. So that day I sold to the flower shop, I had the thought, what if I could sell $200 a month? And I really believe this was my first day as an entrepreneur. And I grew slowly year after year. It was definitely not like a fire. No. (laughs) So like, I remember the first year I made 5,000. I remember literally feeling like you would have thought I won the lottery. And then um, the next year I, w- I made about $8,000 and this is revenue. So then the next year, 15. And then at that point, I think was when I, if I look back and I look at my journals and I look at everything that was going on, that's when I became the CEO of my mind. I started having $50,000 years. I started having $120,000 a year, all the way to consecutive $250,000 years, making and selling jewelry from my garage studio while carting my kids around, working out, making dinner, all the mom things. I should note that we now have three boys. (laughs) They're all teenagers and they're a huge support to me. They have really been along for this entrepreneurial journey. Um, and I'm sure I'll be talking about them in podcasts from time to time. So there are three, they are the loves of my life with my husband. So if I was to narrow it down, what I did to become the CEO of my mind and grow such a wonderful, like sustainable business, it would be these five things. 
I learned how to think on purpose. I learned how to think big beyond my current circumstances. I learned how to get shit done. I learned to be willing to feel uncomfortable emotions. And I learned how to sell. How did I learn these five things? I started listening to podcasts. I started reading more books. And I hired a life coach who helped me do all five. I believe if we can learn to do these five things as an entrepreneur, we will grow our business, make lots of money, and feel the ripple effects into the other areas of our lives. When the work I was doing, becoming the CEO of my mind started not only helping me grow my business, but started positively affecting every other area of my life, I was all in. I got certified as a life coach to up-level my life even further, and it was actually my husband who gave me the push to create a coaching business. I know that there are some men that get threatened by their wife making money, possibly making more money. My husband is not one of them. He is my biggest fan, and he wants me to make all the money. (laughs) So now I help women entrepreneurs make more money and grow their businesses. I teach them these five lessons that I think are so important, along with all the other things we learn as entrepreneurs. I know I will dedicate podcasts to each of these five, but I want to dive in a little bit to each now. Here's what I want for you. Number one, I want you to learn to think on purpose. I'm sure you've heard that we have like over, what do they say? We have over like 6,000 or 6,500 thoughts per day. I can't, I don't even know how they would count that. But if you Google how many thoughts we have per day, I think it says 6,000. A lot of these thoughts are conditioned and habitual thoughts we have been thinking for years. We create habits, create habits in our brain and our thinking just like we do in our physical lives. Every morning we brush our teeth the same way. That's an old habit. We also have thoughts that we've been thinking over and over again. Those are old habits. An example um, is a thought like, okay, and a thought like, here we go again, it's always something. Okay, that seems kind of harmless, but when you think this thought, you might not even realize that this is optional. You think it is a fact. Something happened, maybe it's like a flat tire, maybe your kids are fighting, maybe you get a customer that emails you a complaint and you think, oh, here we go again, it's always something. But the reason we want to think on purpose is because when you think, here we go again, it's always something, it generates a feeling in your body. And I'm imagining it probably generates the feeling of annoyed or frustrated or exhausted. And this feeling is what creates our action or inaction. So the either the action we take, the things we do, or the inaction, the things we don't do. Let me give you an, um, like an entrepreneur example of this. So let's say you decide you're going to start really putting yourself out there to sell your products or service. You're going to get in front of more people. You're going to show up more, show up more powerfully. And you have in your schedule or your calendar for the day that you're going to create two reels and two TikToks every day for a week to get really comfortable on social media. I've done this before. <laughs> you wake up, you get your coffee, you start to move in the direction of creating some reels and you have the thought, I don't know, I don't know what to say. It seems like a fact. Your brain says to you, I don't know what to say. And then probably even more thoughts follow because if you're like me, it's like a waterfall of thoughts, of collaborating thoughts. It's not just one thought. It's, I don't know what to say. I, I'm not sure when to post. Do people even shop at 6 a.m.? Uh, maybe I need better lighting in this room. Maybe I should lose weight. Um, is my customer even on TikTok? 
Okay. And what these thoughts are creating for me at that point is confusion, doubt, definitely insecurity. And so then what do you want to do? Instead of doing your TikToks and Reels, you decide I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to think more about this because I don't know what to do really. I need more time. So basically, you're not taking action towards getting in front of your customer. So when I say I want you to learn to think on purpose, I want you to be first the observer of your mind. When you start having these thoughts, I want you to notice them and I want you to get curious. And I want you to see how they're making you feel. And notice how instead of getting to work, you want to stop, be confused, and not move forward with what you really wanted to do. This really is the first step to thinking on purpose. When we see our thoughts as optional and we see how they're affecting our feelings and then our actions and then our results, we can start to choose more productive thoughts. And a more productive thought you might um, ask yourself after you say to yourself, I don't know what to say, if I had to guess, what would my customer want to hear from me today? So if your brain offers you the thought, I don't know what to say, Talk to it. Say, okay, brain, if I had to guess, what does my ideal customer want to hear from me? What problems are they facing? How can I help? This is thinking on purpose. Number two, in order to become the CEO of my mind, I learned how to think big beyond my current circumstances, beyond what was going on in my life. Now, my first podcast was all about thinking big. So if you haven't listened to the first podcast, go back and you'll get tons of thinking big conversation. It is so important to believe big things are possible, even though we have no evidence in our current lives. So hit number podcast number one for that. Number three, I learned how to get shit done. Yes, becoming efficient, more productive, creating a schedule that enables you to run your business so your business doesn't run you is all so important. In my early days as an entrepreneur, before I became the CEO of my mind, I would be racing through my day, like putting out fires, responding to emails, creating jewelry, posting to social, uh, shipping orders, intermixed with everything else in my life. And then at the end of the day, tell me if you relate to this, at the end of the day, I'd go to bed feeling like I had worked so hard, but I could not really pinpoint how I had moved the needle in my business. How had I grown? How had I really started bringing in more money? Can you relate? I feel like this is so common. I think one of the biggest problems I see is that we have a tendency to do the easiest thing first and leave the hardest, scariest, most like emotional thing last. And then that gets pushed off every week. But the interesting thing is the hardest, scariest things are usually the needle movers. That's why it's so important to schedule our weeks off, weeks out in advance and decide to do the hard things first. More on that topic, of course. So creating a big to-do list, getting in into your schedule, and then the magic of actually doing what you put in your schedule is a beautiful thing. Stay tuned for another podcast on how I do this. It's awesome. Number four, I learned to feel uncomfortable emotions. Doing new things, investing in your business, showing up as the expert in what you're selling or providing, asking people to support your work, selling, raising prices, making videos of yourself, dealing with customer complaints and saying no, all bring up uncomfortable emotions. 
If you want to make money, you have to throw yourself into allowing these feelings and doing these things anyways. And as humans, we want to feel good. We want to be happy. Why would we do something that's going to bring up fear or self-consciousness? Well, because this is what it takes to make money, make more money, make money at a higher level. It's what it takes to grow and become the best version of yourself. So take this podcast, for example. I had the idea to start this podcast. I thought I would be good at it. And I thought I really had a lot of great ideas and information to share with women entrepreneurs. But I didn't have to do this. I already have a bunch of clients. They're getting amazing results from my coaching. I was already moving towards growing my coaching business. I'm a certified life coach doing workshops online, things are going great. So why would I go through all the emotions that come up with starting this podcast? Because I know it's going to give so much value to women. I know it is going to help women make more money in their businesses. And it's just so damn exciting to think about helping other women do what I've done. I know I have amazing ideas to share. I know that listening to podcasts has been how I have fallen in love with some of my mentors and teachers. And I know it'll make me a more confident speaker as well. And I believe it will become part of the reason women fall in love with me and eventually decide to work with me. And I just felt in my heart, the biggest thing is I felt in my heart that it was the right thing to do. It's what I wanted to do. And the emotions I've been experiencing since starting this podcast, insecurity, doubt, fear, impatience, frustrations, I'm willing to feel all of them. And number five, I learned how to sell. And this includes learning all about my ideal customer, what their problems are, what they want, how I can help them, how to offer my product or service, how to over-deliver, how to give great customer service, and how to keep them coming back. Selling has a bad rap. Most people think of selling and they think like sleazy car salesmen. If you believe in yourself and you love what you're selling, it's actually really exciting. I was going to say fun, but it's not really fun because there is something, some like discomfort involved. So I think exciting is a better emotion here for sales. I really enjoy selling because I'm good at it and because I love what I sell. But I still sometimes get the butterflies in my stomach if I'm selling something new or if I'm selling in a different way, and that's normal. Learning how to sell to your ideal client or customer is an ongoing process, and I feel like there are constantly new ways to get attention and create interest. The best sales advice I will ever give is to know your customer and to find creative ways to get in front of them to offer your product or service. It really is quite simple. Thank you for listening beautiful entrepreneur. Till next time. If you are ready to take your business to the next level and double your monthly sales, I would love to have a conversation with you. I coach women one-on-one to help them achieve at levels higher than ever before. Find me on social and at my website, thebeautifulentrepreneurs.com.